OSR October, Day 9, regarding Abstract Combat Foo. What is Abstract Combat Foo? Well, in principle, it follows the same referee is not constrained by the rules, uh, nor the lack of rules that I talked about last time, but it applies it to situations which appear crunchier than they may uh, than other parts of the game. It's very easy to improvise, say, figuring out a puzzle or uh, mechanicize jumping over a hole in the ground. But how can you m do the same for something so regimented as a melee? Well, the suggestion is, if they roll a 1, make something dramatic happen. If they roll high, make something dramatic happen. Additionally, think outside the box. Have monsters do stuff that's outside the box. Jump on tables, slide under uh, chairs, swing on a candelabra, because that's part of their idiom. All that fun stuff. Encourage that kind of behavior. Interestingly, a recent episode of the Red Caps pointed out that in BX there are no attacks of opportunity, only bonuses to attacks made against certain situations that you move around in. In later editions, where attacks of opportunity are canonized, and admittedly, I'd messed up, I think in a lot of BX games lately I had been playing, I had been playing with attacks of opportunity, so ingrained over the years, I guess, for even folks who are in the old school. But the important part is, when you ingrain those attacks of opportunity and you put those into an action economy, then all of a sudden you discourage the kind of creative thinking where you would do those kind of dramatic things. Having a system that has holes in it will allow you or encourage you to do stuff outside the box. The one that comes to mind from the personal experience I had, I, I chuckle a little bit because playing a game with some friends in Georgia, a new group for the first time, I brought in a fighter type who was using two weapons. Easy adjudication uh, gets two attacks. So I, we go into the melee and I'm fighting and I roll double ones, snake eyes on 2d20. And the ref, who's like, wow, that's pretty impressive, uh, roll again, see if something bad happens. So I roll again, natural one, natural two. Admittedly, I was very disappointed. If I had hit that quad natural ones, that would have just been perfectly emblematic of the way that I used to roll, to an extent, a little bit to these days. That's why I'm playing 2d6. The d20 just doesn't like me. <laughs> but So he's like, wow, wow, you just chuck your axe across the room. And so I had to figure it out from there. Was that in the rules? No. But it was funny, one, but two, did I deserve it for rolling that statistically almost impossible failure? Well, it made the combat more interesting. It made me think outside the box. And while I don't remember exactly how it went, I do remember it happened. A more concrete example, though, one that has a dynamic combat where different things happening, things outside the rules, influence the game you can see off of the Dungeon Musings YouTube. For the life of me, I don't remember the episode number, but I do remember it was part of their Night Below series, where the party was in a set of boats, and they were doing battle with some pirates on these frigid seas. Armored characters fighting against armored characters in uh, fur-coated jackets uh, falling off of ships into the water. So they could have 
rolled hit, miss, hit, miss. And according to the rules, if you're standing somewhere and you roll the attack, whether you hit or miss, you stay put. But uh, Kevin injected some dynamism. Kevin injected some outside the rule book rulings. And it made that a very spooky encounter, a very intense encounter for the players and for the audience. Now, like I said, I don't remember exactly which episode it is. I gave you the playlist. I guess you'll just have to go in and watch every single one of them in order. Maybe sub to the channel while you're at it. I've uh, said positive things about dungeon musings in the past. It's a great way to learn different systems and the play style that those systems promote. But that particular combat encouraged players to try to stay in the center of the boat and try to shove people into the water because if you're wearing chainmail, you sink. So the enemies made use of that. A couple players went into the water and they had to fight against both the frigid cold and try to swim despite their armor. And at the same time, NPCs going over sunk right away. So you have these game changers, these game enders, and all of a sudden the combat isn't so simple as hit point loss. And while you do have some people in the OSR ecosystem who will tell you combat is a failure state and that the hit and hit point attrition is part of the intended design to punish you for not having thought your way out of combat, I disagree. I disagree with those people because you're not short-circuiting the game you're thinking through your actions and you're making use of the environment, being creative, thinking outside the box in the same way in combat as you do in adventure, as you do in the dungeon, as you do in the wilderness. So that's my two cents. And if you are ever in one of my games, it's not a game of Mother May I. That's the complaint that's going to get leveraged against me. But if you're ever in one of my games, if you think you can do something cool, Tell me what it is, and we'll figure out if it fits. The answer might be no, but the answer might be roll for it. Thanks, everybody, for listening. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Delve on. Clearswear Ring Mail Podcast is an independently owned and operated product released for educational and informative purposes under the Totally Steal This license, which is kind of like Creative Commons, except f- licensing. Segments recorded within a vehicle are recorded using a Bluetooth hands-free device in conjunction with local vehicular safety legislation. The music for the Clearswear Ring Mail Podcast is Gold Coffee by Michael Ramirez C. Retrieved from Mixkit.co and used under the Mixkit royalty-free music license. Sound effects used in the Clearswear Ring Mail Podcast are also retrieved from Mixkit.co and used in accordance with the Mixkit-free sound effects license. Clearswear Ring Mail does not describe to nor endorse views or opinions expressed by call-ins, guests, or even the host, unless you think they're awesome, and thus does not assume any liability regarding the consumption or distribution of this podcast. By listening to the Clearswear Ring Mail Podcast, you agree to these provided terms. Parties with questions regarding these terms, conditions, or releases are encouraged to reach out to email at the prescribed methods provided on the Clarice Wearing Mail blog. Parties dissatisfied with these terms, conditions, or releases are encouraged to go suck an egg.